When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I want more downtime. I love to be able to putter and to be home and to read. And, to, and I find I'm not giving myself a lot of room for that. And that's not going to change unless I change. This is Finding the Through Line, the show that gives you inside access to honest conversations about the creative process. I'm Kate Hanley. Welcome back to Finding the Through Line, my interview with author, speaker, comedian, and did I mention poet, Terry Trespicio. If this is the first you're hearing of Terry, go back two episodes ago and please hear her full bio. Terry, today I am interested in finding out where you think your through line might be leading you next. You ready? Oh boy, I'm interested to find out too. <laughs> yeah, let's peer into the crystal ball. So what is currently inspiring you? Just things that are starting to catch your attention that maybe you haven't noticed your attention being caught by before. That's a really good one. I lead a lot of different workshops and programs, and what they are is kind of one big conversation with people about what they believe. And they don't realize that's what they're talking about, but I have been really inspired by listening to people when I ask them about, what are you working on? What are you doing? Why aren't you doing the thing you want to be doing? And what they say, and then going, wait, 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 wait. Listen to that for a second. Like, I'm so inspired by hearing people's casual throwaway comments about their lives. And I'll give you a quick example. I was talking to someone in, in the group who said that she feels the pressure. And I know that you're all going to laugh because you all feel this way too. When she takes a book out from the library, she has to read it all. <laughs> even if she doesn't like it. And I said, why? Why? It was free. You didn't have to read it. She said, because I took that book out and someone else couldn't have it because I have it. So that means I have to read it. I go, this is not making it. I said, so you have to eat all the food in your plate because there's someone hungry on the other side of the world. I said, you realize that's the same. You realize it doesn't benefit anyone to suffer through a book you don't want to read, right? She was like, yeah. I was like, wait, can we please, seriously, never do this again? Like, when I realized <laughs> the rules that are limiting us that we don't even realize, she had to laugh about it because she knows it's ridiculous. We do things we know are ridiculous. So what's really inspiring to me is hearing people, and, and then I ask, like, don't make comments around me. I will ask you follow-up questions and try to get down to, like, what are we really doing? That's mm -hmm. been, like, the thing I keep going around trying to puzzle out. Okay. What about... People. Well, who are your creative role models? Whether that's somebody that you've been loving for a long time or more more recently come into your awareness. Well, you know, I'm a big fan and have been of Seth Godin for years. I had the great fortune of getting to meet him backstage at an event. We connected. I got to consider him some, someone I knew, read his books. And I am just like, he is a creative mentor in so many ways. Everyone would pick up any book, open it to literally any page, and you will find insights about the real nature of creativity and art. You think he's a marketing guy? No. It's about creativity and art and how your emotional labor and efforts 
have the power to move someone else. Someone else who I don't know that he's a personal model for me because I don't know much about him, but I'm kind of really getting into this Rick Rubin book, The Creative Act. He's also like this total muse of creativity. Like he's this creative Buddha on the mountain. And when I read or listen to his book, I just say, oh my gosh, that's it. Like the nature of it, the soul of it. He's one of them. I I realize I just mentioned two men Mm -hmm. and I'd like to think about women. Now, this is not going to sound like creative. This woman's a journalist. You know, I'm a huge fan of Rachel Maddow, just am. Mm. She's too smart for me. Like, I'm sure I wouldn't understand half the things, you know, like, I think she's just brilliant. But as far as a creative mind, I am a big fan because she used to have a daily news show, of course. After 10 years, she pulled back to doing one night a week. You can only do that when you're, you have that much pull. You go, guess what? I'm not working the other few nights. And as much as she says she hates writing books, she's like, it's so much work. But, you know, I wrote another one. She's churned out book after book while maintaining this whole other like media career. And to me, the creative heroes are the people who do it, who are able to keep doing it, turning out multiple books. I've only done one. You've done multiple. I can't imagine. So I look at people who do that. That book long process is a heavy lift. And Mm -hmm. so people who do it multiple times, I'm in awe of. Yeah. What about broadening that a little bit? And who are more of your models for just living a great life? So I look at their life and I I say, I wish I want to live that life. It's just kind of like, you know, they got it figured out. They've cracked some kind of code. Look at how they do this and this and this. And maybe maybe I can think a little bit differently about where I'm headed and what's possible. I think that when I think of people whose lives I admire, I think... There's no one else's life I would necessarily want, but it would have to be someone I know because I really don't trust anything I see online. If you show me like, oh, pictures that you're at the beach all the time, I don't really know that I believe that unless I know you personally. So there's what people talk about in their lives that they do. Meh. The people whose lives I admire are usually the ones I can verify. Mm -hmm. And I will say, my friend, one of my friends who you've met, you know her, Laura Belgray, Because even though she was making money doing a thing, and she could have done that forever, doing individual private consulting, copyright, and that kind of thing, she literally shuttered the business. She priced herself so high so that no one would hire her anymore, and it didn't work, and people kept hiring her. And then she said, you know, no. And she's someone who has rules for herself. She does not do that anymore. The end. She makes money doing other things. She said to me, I look at my calendar and I don't like seeing things on it. <laughs> and I was like, I, I, me too. But when I look <laughs> at my calendar, it's a mess right now. And I can give you an excuse for everything that's on there. But the idea that you could have just a, like a snowdrift of a calendar, <laughs> if you can do that in your life and make space, and she does, she insists, this is what I do is what I don't do. And so I admire that. Usually the people I admire are not running themselves ragged, but I'm also really bad at the model, having (laughs) models for that because I tend to, and this is also how I cope with not getting into comparison and envy, is I don't really watch other people all that closely, except for the people who are in my life. So I really have a soft focus on that. So I'm, I'm bad at answering that question for good reason, because I am not trying to be or like copy 
someone else. And so I find it easier if I'm just not even looking. Mm-hmm. Is there anything that you're aware of, whether it's just coming into your focus or it's been there for a while, that you're like, yeah, I kind of need to shift that? Like, it's not something that you need to fix necessarily, but just like something an that attitude. you want. It could be an attitude. It could be a habit. It could be a practice. If you tell me, well, I'll have more time later. And, and right now is just crazy. I'll say, you're lying. That's your life. Your life is what your calendar looks like and what you've planned for yourself. You can't say you'll have more time later. But I do sort of gallop ahead sometimes on my Google calendar and just flip ahead at where there's nothing. And I go, look at how great that is. I don't want to have nothing going on, but I am not loving that I am working wall to wall. Like I hear that there are people who sit and read magazines, read newspapers. Like I'm doing too much. That's my boyfriend's house time. He goes, you're doing too much. You're just doing too much. Not like, ooh, I'm so glamorous and busy, but like I want more downtime. I love to be able to putter and to be home and to read and to and I find. I'm not giving myself a lot of room for that. And that's not going to change unless I change. So I've been saying, you know, no to some more things. And I'm trying to not say, oh, but maybe it'll be good for me. No, it won't. I know myself now and I know what's good for me. So I'm trying to not, I'm trying to just like not do things. What kind of glimmers are you getting for what's coming up? And it's specifically around, is there something that would just, delight you if it came to pass? If it came to pass, Mm -hmm. you and I went on a retreat in the fall. And this is why I love retreats. You really, nothing else is in your focus, but what you're doing right there. It is a luxury to have that focus. Mm -hmm. And while we were there, I really enjoyed the writing. I loved doing it. And I was exploring in a new genre for me. Mm-hmm. I was writing fiction, which is not something I have really done in any kind of real or public way. And I would love to explore that more. And I am going to. I've, I am doing it. I am enrolled in Suzanne Kingsbury's Academy program to like plug in and like really give myself time to learn that. But I've gotten good at what I'm doing. And I want to, I like the idea that I'm going to be new in something. And I want to learn that. I think this is the time to do it. And trying to be expert at things, which is what we do when you work for yourself, get to be the expert. And I'm kind of looking forward to not being the expert. Mm. Well, having been on that retreat with you and having gotten to hear a little bit of that fiction writing, I am delighted <laughs> about this, this path, this future path that you're taking because I can't wait to read it. Just well, you know wait. what my critic said? What? You can only write on retreat. You can't write here. Try it. And so I tried it and I, I got stuck and I didn't know what I was saying. And the critic was like, see, you don't really know what you're doing. Oh. Yeah, this is bad. And I was like, but that's not fair because I had a whole week where I, I was able to do it. <laughs> so this kind of like, oh, I guess it's gone. No. Mm-hmm. That's very, that's not great thinking, right? Right. Well, I mean, that's what happens, right? You can do something when you're kind of removed from your daily pressures, but then can you integrate it into your life? And That's it's just, just two different things. And it's just part Everyone of Everyone has that. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, for sure. All right. Well, I want to wrap things up with my five fast questions for you. You ready? Oh, God. I'm so afraid I'm not going to have answers. You don't I'm have to be out. fast. You don't have to be fast. And I'm sure you have answers. I'm, I'm 100% confident. What is the last book or show you stayed up too late reading or watching? 
it's a book I'm reading now. It's getting very steamy. So I'm like way into it. (laughs) It's The Paying Guests by Sarah Waters. Sarah Waters writes historical fiction, which again, I didn't know I was into until I started reading her books and they're, they're so steamy and good. And so I stay up. Here's why. They are stuff happening and it is just beautifully written. So that's that. But also, I stayed up too late watching Fall of the House of Usher, which is in a reimagining of Edgar Allan Poe's short stories in the framework of one family who's a pharmaceutical king company kind of thing. So it was thrilling. I'm so sorry. It's over. Oh, I am so excited. Okay, great. What is your go-to snack? I like meat snacks. <laughs> I love meat in a pouch, as long as it's gluten-free, but I really like, like a pouch. two things. Yeah, like in a pouch, like you buy, you know, like Dukes or whatever, you know, like little pieces of meat and a thing. I love meat snacks. Uh-huh. When I'm on a road trip, I want meat snacks. I want dark chocolate in many different forms <laughs> and something gummy, although they make me feel sick after a while. Mm-hmm. So chocolate and meat as a rule, not just snacks, life. Those are my foods. <laughs> what song do you listen to or musical genre i suppose if you want to be more broad do you listen to when you need a pickup oh i'm listening to pop music except i can't even say pop because most of the popular stuff that's out right now i don't like and i don't know mm-hmm. so who is the great democratizer of pop music taylor swift of course <laughs> and i love so many of her albums and there's like i can't even tell you how many bands i can say i know multiple albums but I know I'm not alone there, but I find it is the right kind of pick-me-up. That or 80s and 90s music. Yeah. What is your favorite either month or day of the week and why? I would say that I really love my birthday month, which is October. I love fall. I just love it. I hate spring. Hate it. (laughs) I like fall, winter, summer, and spring in that order. Like I just want to be cozy up inside. I love it. Mm. Favorite day of the week, I would say, I would say Friday evening because you have everything ahead of you. I like to be home on a Friday night, and I am so happy if I'm here on a Friday night. Conversely, I do not like going out on Sunday nights. Hate it, hate it, hate it. Okay, so it's a kind of Saturday night or bust on the weekend. That's it. <laughs> and finally, <Under> duress. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, what meal would you ask for if someone said they'd make or order absolutely anything that you want? Kind of like the way maybe your mom did when you were little and it was your birthday. Oh, okay. Because I was going to say a fancy meal. I love a lobster, like bake. Like I want lobster, steamers. I love shellfish, all that stuff. But like a cozy meal, like something that someone would make, because no one's going to bring home lobster and cook it. You could. Right. But no one does. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you could. But yeah, just kind of like, oh, Terry, I'm, I want to I make your favorite thing tonight. What's it going to be? Or order. I'm going to say, I do like a big bowl of pad thai. I will say that. Mm. Or chili. I do love, it's hard with the pad thai. I mean, pad thai is delicious. It's hard with the pasta because I love it, but I can't eat it. So something that's like super warm and cozy. Chili. No beans, please. Okay. Pad thai, something like that. Sounds like bowl and spoon required. I like maybe. bowl and spoon. I yeah. do. I do love it. Fantastic. All right. Well, thank you so much for being here, Terry. Thank you. And is there anything that you want listeners to know that you're up to or want to tell them where they can connect with you as a final parting? Well, yes. 
get in touch with me if you want to hear more of my contrary opinions <laughs> um, at terrygespeecher.com. I have an, an opt-in there. It's a free course where I take down all the things you think you need to do and have the life you want, like passion, motivation, all those things, which I think are total BS. Mm-hmm. You don't need it. And if you think, well, I could stand to listen to a little bit more of her, then you can go there. And that's what I would have going on because that's sort of the new thing that I'm doing. It's a little bit more professional and personal growth than just writing. But that's it, terrorgesbeecher.com slash trap. That's what I'm up to. All right, fantastic. Finding the Throughline airs one interview per week, broken up into three episodes that come out every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for free. Skip the ads and get each interview in one longer episode by becoming a paid subscriber at katehanley.substack.com. Even if you aren't ready to get out your wallet just yet, become a free subscriber at katehanley.substack.com and receive the full show notes with links to everything my guests and I cover. However you listen, thank you. Finding the Throughline is edited by Sound Advice Strategies. Connect with me on Instagram at Kate Hanley Author. And come back next Monday when I'm having a conversation about the creative process with an entirely new person. Until then, wishing you a great weekend.